Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. For a few weeks, and I think about two weeks now in the Standpoint Church, we've been talking about um, decisions. And this has been a life-changing message for me. And like you heard during the updates, these messages are available for free. Take out times, um, SoundCloud forward slash standpoint ABJ. Listen to over 200 messages. There are a lot of amazing messages. Listen to decisions. It's been an awesome series, and the senior pastor has done an awesome job teaching on that. And so, as my father did, so I will do, and I will be talking about decisions today. Yeah. As, as a believer, I want to tell you that there are certain fundamental truths you must know to exist in this world, to take charge of this world. And this is something that every believer should know, should comprehend, should be aware of. It's a reality you have to exist in to be able to operate in this world. And it's something unbelievers also know as well. And that's the fundamental truth that this life that we live Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. This life that we live is spiritual. That's, that's the fundamental truth and the fundamental basis of my teaching today, that this life we live is spiritual. Life is spiritual. Don't you neighbor say, life is spiritual. Turn to the other person and say, this life we live is spiritual. We've been taught by the senior pastor here in the standpoint church that we are not um, physical beings having spiritual experiences. We are not earthly beings having heavenly experiences. Rather, we are spiritual beings having physical experiences. We are spiritual beings having earthly experiences. And this is true. And for you to exist in this world, there are certain laws, certain principles, certain dynamics that you have to understand. And your understanding of these dynamics or these laws can make them either work for you or your ignorance of them can make them work against you. For you to exist in this world, there are certain things you must know. The law of karma is not one of them. For those who think it's one of them, it's not, it's not one of them. And I'm not talking from the spirit, it's not, it's not one of them. You have the law, of, you have several laws. You have the um, law of thermodynamics, you have the law of um, gravity, you have the law of motion, you have um, the law of aerodynamics, and, and many of them like that. Your understanding of these laws can either make them work for you or make them work against you. For example, our understanding of the law of um, aerodynamics is why we can fly aeroplanes today and um, your understanding of the law of gravity is the reason why you won't climb the 10th floor of um, Nikon and say you want to test your faith and see singing the song I believe I can fly and you go off but the truth is you will fly but the direction is the question But you will fly, but the direction is the question. You're either going to fly up or you're going to fly down. But the truth is, my brother, you will fly down. And what you meet when you get down is you you that know. Uh, That's why I tell people, look, experience is not the best teacher. Because sometimes you don't live 
to learn the lesson of that experience. So it's better you learn experience from what you are taught, from what you see, from what you observe, and you learn from other people's experiences. For example, if you see someone jump from the 10th floor, you have learned a lesson that the 10th floor is not for me. Let me remain on the ground. So, understanding of these laws, and the same way these laws exist in the physical is the same way they exist in the spiritual as well. And like I said, your understanding can make them either work for you or can make them work against you. And as we said, we are spiritual beings having physical experiences we you need a legal um entity or a legal backing or a legal document to be able to exist in this world to be able to interact with this world and that is why we have this body do you agree with me that's why we have this body to be able to exist in this world for example if you find yourself um if you find yourself maybe in the u.s and you are living the life, you are bowling, you are, you are walking, you are buying cars, you are, you are operating on maximum frequency, and you are just generally, you know, nothing, without visa, without anything. You are actually in a reality, but you must be dreaming. For you to be able to exist in a foreign space without your papers or anything, you must surely, you must surely be dreaming. And we know how dreams are. Sometimes you can be, you can be in your dream washing plate, you, you decide to take out the trash, next thing you are with yeah maybe you're in the office with your with your trash like that you're in the office or the one that happened to me shortly before we played yesterday i'm a goalkeeper by the way and then somebody played the ball i was about to catch the ball i was on the pitch but i caught the ball in an aeroplane i don't i don't understand it i don't need to waste my time to interpret it but whatever so that's how dreams can be but for you to be able to exist in a foreign in a foreign space you need to have the right the right document you need to have your visa you need to have your passport and that's why we have this body to operate in this world god is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth god is spirit so when god said let us create man in our image in our likeness a lion cannot produce a chicken a goat cannot produce a shark so if God is spirit and he says let us create man in our image God must have made spirit do we agree God must have made spirit let's go to um, Genesis chapter 1 we're reading from verse 26 we will have a long read man is spirit then God said let us make man in our image according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over next chapter. Next verse, sorry. But take, take note of that. God said, let us make man in our own image. So God created man. God created. I'm telling you to mark these words. God created. I want you to take note of created. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. 28. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea. Next verse. Next verse. I've highlighted what I wanted. God created man. He created them male and female. He blessed them. He created them. Let's go to chapter 2. Um, next verse. And on the seventh day, God ended his work. God created man, and on the seventh day, God 
ended his work which he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all the work which he had done. He ended and he rested. Then God blessed the seventh day, sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the heavens, made the earth and the heavens. Before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown, for the Lord had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. Next verse. But the mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils and the breath of life, and man became a living being. Go back to verse 4. Verse 5. Okay. So, verse in chapter 1, he said God created man in his own image, in his own likeness. And he blessed, he made them male and female and he blessed them. But now he says here that, for the Lord had not caused it to rain on the earth and there was no man to till the ground. So what, was, what did he create in chapter 1? He created what? So, man is spirit. And that's why I said created. Go to the next verse. He said there was no man to till the ground. Man could not interact with the ground because he had no legal backing to do so. Do we understand that? Because at that point he was spirit. And so he didn't have a legal backing to interact with the, his physical environment. And then verse 6 says, let's go to 7. Then the Lord God formed man. So the created man is spirit. This is, this, that is, this, look at, look at, turn to your neighbor, say, this is not my real face. Come on, do it with some attitude, say, this is not my real face. So, the man, God created man, the created man is spirit. But he had no legal backing to interact with his physical environment, and that's why God formed the suit for him to be able to interact with the environment. So, as believers, your life is spiritual. Alright? Your life is... I want us to understand because that's the summary of this message. Your life is spiritual. The created man is spiritual. The formed man is what you have. So truly, truly, this is not the real you. This uh, Yoruba have um, a proverb they say, Tori um, omole daron, lashen soon loruko. That means that it's because a child can get into trouble. That's why we give them names. So, so that you will know that this is Pastor Paul and this is Huntley. That's why you have this body. But who you are is spirit. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I am spirit. So that's the legal entity, the legal backing you have to exist in this world. Right? And then when man fell in Genesis 3, he became separated from God. Right? He became separated from God. So he no longer had the ability he had because his spirit was dead. His spirit was no longer sensitive to the things of God. He had come to a point where he allowed his emotions and his senses take over what is spirit. That's why we move by what? Faith and not by sight. Because Eve was moved by what she saw. And so she, gave, she opened a doorway for the things of the body. To take over the things of 
the spirit. So that spiritual life, as it were, became overcome by your senses, by your emotions and all of that. But who you are is spirit. And just like a lifeless body cannot um, interact, cannot eat, cannot make merry, cannot drink. And that's, that's how your spirit was when your spirit seemingly died. It, was, it could no longer relate with the things of God. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Read Ephesians 2 from verse 1. He said, And you, you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin. Your spirit is referring to your spirit. Your spirit died. Your spirit was no longer alive. You were dead in trespasses and sins. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now walks in the sons of disobedience. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. This was made possible because your spirit was dead. And so you started fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and whereby nature, children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us five even when we were dead in trespasses made us alive together with christ by grace you have been saved so your spirit who was dead became regenerated that's what happens at the new birth you regain that connection so at that point what's meant to happen is you're supposed to allow what the original plan was which was for your spirit to assume control over your body and that's why you receive salvation by faith that is the again that's the legal backing for you for your spirit to receive that regeneration to assume control over our senses hallelujah Amen. let's look at second corinthians 5 verse 17 i want to point out something here this is where you are supposed to allow your spirit take over this, this body because you are meant to operate in the spiritual. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's now, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. How many of us have, have read this before? Can you point out anything interesting here? I heard that. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, not a new formation. God created man. He created a spirit. Now, if any man be in Christ, he didn't say he is a new being. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. You have become a new creation. You are going back to what it originally was. You are not a new... God is not forming you again. He is creating you. Um... Um, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12 and 13 talks about putting, old, putting off the old and putting on the new. Because you are a new person altogether. That spirit has been regenerated and now you are now a new creation. You are going back to the status quo. You are going back to how God originally planned you to be. And it's not that you become a spirit. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you go back to that place where your spirit had control over this body the fact that you are you have your visa and everything you're in the uk my brother does that make you a uk citizen no it does not so the fact that you have this body and you exist in this world we are in the world but we are not of 
the world. We are a new creation. We have a new connection with the Father. Not that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope without God in the world. But now in Jesus, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Next. For he himself he is our peace, who has made both one and he has broken down the middle wall of separation. So in that new creation phase, there's, no, there's nothing no longer separating you from God. So your original self has come back. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21. Life is spiritual. Tell your neighbor again, life is spiritual. Ephesians 4:21. It says, "If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, therefore putting away lying." Line, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. That's why if you are having a conversation with someone who has a regenerated spirit, you should be saying the same thing. Right? Because the spirit is one, so you should be saying the same thing. That is how, because if you look at it, how come the serpent could talk and Eve could understand? Do you understand? How, how come the serpent could talk and Eve could, Eve could understand? Because at that point, Eve was still spirit. Do you understand? So that's why you hear when people give words. You need to confirm it from yourself because, my brother, God is not an author of confusion. If the spirit is saying something to, um, if the spirit is saying something to you concerning me, he will confirm it with me as well because what we have become the same, the same spirit. And with a new now that you have this new regenerated life, with a new life comes a new assignment. With a new life comes a new path. With a new life comes a new way. Ephesians 2, chapter, um, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, again, created, not formed. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let's look at the New Living Translation. For we are God's masterpiece. This is where Pastor says there is no improvement on the new creation. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created again. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things which he planned for us long ago. So with a new life, with a regenerated life comes a new assignment. You can't start, like Paul said, you can't start from the spirit and end up in the flesh. Right? So if you have, you have a regenerated spirit, you have a new life, and thus you have a new assignment, an assignment that God had prepared for you long ago. And God said, I know the thoughts I have towards you. I thought of evil. I thought of good. Hey! I thought of good and not... Not the thoughts I have towards you. They are thought of good and not evil to bring you to an expected end. So there is an end expected of the new creation by God. 
Hallelujah. There is a new assignment expected of you by God. There is a new way expected of you by God. Another version says to bring you to the end that you deserve. My brother, you cannot just end up anyhow. As a spirit being, you cannot end up anyhow. There is a way that God has orchestrated for your life. There is a destiny that God has orchestrated for your life. And he said he planned this long ago. That's why I tell, I was telling someone recently when he says, he called me and said, um, they're telling me now, oh, she's, uh, she's fasting, she's fasting, and then um, they don't know what's happening. Um, right now, she has fasted so much, her, this, I don't know the medical thing, but her intestine, they were like, where's uh, Oguanjin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, her intestines are like, you know, they've, they've gone together. So, because no food, so I don't know whether the, well, I don't know, I don't know. Let me not say what I don't know. But at the end of the day, it was, she was fasting so much. And so, um, the doctor said, if, if it was a normal person, this person would have died from fasting. And I said, come, this fasting that you are fasting is for what? She said, eh, because um, they heard long ago that somebody is trying to manipulate your destiny. I'm like, oh, wow. Such very strong people. My, I said, my sister, your life is hid in Christ, in God. If you don't, if she's, she's from, sorry, no offense, so she's, she's from worry. And so I said, maybe let me say it in a way you understand. I said, you'll be breathed. The devil cannot see you. Your life is hid in Christ, in God. And then he said he planned a work for you long ago. So anybody that wants to manipulate your destiny has to go back in time into the mind of God to go and change it. How? My brother, I said, if you find that machine, please bring it. I would like, like to use it. Maybe go back to the time I had hair or something. So, you know, and include it in God's plan that his hair shall not fade away. Every hair will stay in the name. Well, so that's why I took that. How come, first of all, your life is hid in Christ in God? That's why I said the devil is moving around like a roaring lion, seeking whom to devour. He cannot see you. A bit, do you, if my book is here, will I be seeking for the book? You will seek what you cannot see. So it's those who don't realize that they are spirit beings. Those are the people that the devil will catch. But because the devil is, oh my God. I said, so please, I don't know this fasting. Is this kind of fasting that God doesn't even use to answer? If you don't know, this is the one that virtual dead works. Your life is hid in Christ in God. Your, he had planned this life for you long ago. That is why you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk in it because he's the one that has orchestrated it for you hallelujah let's celebrate jesus there's there's a way he has he has planned for you he'll be the one as long as you let him he'll be the one instructing you and say yeah go like this go it's just like i enter my car today i say i'm going to zuba the car say no i want to go to garki who is the owner please so why don't you just just sing the song jesus take the will take it from my hand give it to him He's the one that knows exactly how your life should go. And life is spiritual. Why don't you hand it over to the ultimate, uh, what's that word? The spirit, I don't know the word, it just left just now. But the spirit of all spirits. Give it to him. Hallelujah. Let's look at Isaiah 48:17. This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is good for you and leads you along the path you should go. Along the path you should go. He leads you. It's not a conversation of, uh, okay, let me allow the Lord. No, 
let him be the one doing the leading. It's not you that will tell him. It's not you who will be trying to be arranged God's core for him. No, 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 no. Leave, it to, leave him. Just hand your life. That's why we say, do you want to... Give? First of all, we always say that, which life do you have that you are giving to God? Because your, your formed life is, is, is nonsense. But hand over the created man to God and let him do what he wants to do. Hallelujah. I wrote here, there's a way our lives are meant to follow. And in the light of this, solid decision making begins by discerning the will of God. Because he's the one that knows. So, when you're about to make decisions, it's all about what God wants. It's not about you. Hallelujah. Solid decision making begins by discerning the will of God. And Jesus Christ sets the perfect example when he says, not my will, but your will be done. It's about God's will because he knows he's the ultimate. And we had a teacher then, um, Chris, we went to Christian International School, myself and Pastor Phil, and we had our, our we, prayed in, um, we prayed in English and then we prayed in Arabic. So after, praying in, after praying in Arabic, they'll now interpret it. So after he prays, he goes, um, I don't, something Isaac had, the all-knowing Noah. I'm like, is that, is that word in Arabic, the all-knowing Noah? So God is the all-knowing Noah. That's the way I put it here. I said, I put it here, I remember Arabic. He's the all-knowing Noah. So live your life in the hands of God. Look at Luke 22:42. And he was withdrawn. Let, let me read the one you put now. I will read it like that. Thank you. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw away. And he knelt down and prayed, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. I'll read that again. Father, if it is your will, take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. If it was some of us, this is how we we'll pray this prayer. God, you know I don't want this thing. Please. You know I don't want it. Left to me, I don't want this thing. But still, if you say it should be like this, it should be like this. But he prayed and he said, if it is your will, he still threw it back to him. If it is your will. So it's not a conversation of, um, like I said, you know me, the real me. I don't want this thing. But as a believer, if you like it for me. That should, not, that, should not be, that should not be it. It should always still rest on God as His will. Not my will, but your will be done. And it's a, it's a personal decision. And Joshua said it. As for me and my house, choose you this day. But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. It's a personal decision to allow God and the Spirit take absolute control of your life. Bow down your head. Say a word. Say a word in prayer. I give myself to you. Pray in the spirit, I give myself to you. Take control over my life. Your decision should be made in the light and in the knowledge of God's sovereignty. Hallelujah. Amen. So, decision should be made. Life is what? Is spiritual. Man is spirit. And your decisions in this new life should be based on the sovereignty of who God is. Hallelujah. And for God is such a loving father that he gave us an enabler to help us in this new life. And that is the person of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at John um, chapter 16. 
John 16, 13 and 14. However, this before this God was saying there's Jesus was saying there's some things I want to tell you, but I can't tell you now. He said, However, when the Spirit when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority. But whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for He will take off what is mine and declare it to you. What I'm pointing out here is he will tell you of the things to come. So the Holy Spirit, your spirit knows more about your future than you. Because he says he will tell you things to come. That's things he had already seen. God has already made a plan. A way your life should go. And this is what the Holy Spirit will tell you. This is the reason why when you pray in the Spirit, you begin to see pictures. You begin to see see things. You begin to know what to do. Because the Spirit inside of you already knows of these things. So, we encourage you to pray in the Spirit. Because your Spirit knows more about your future than your senses. So, it's not a matter of trying to make logical decisions. It's a matter of making spiritual decisions concerning your spiritual life. Hallelujah. He will... He will, whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. So, any decision that you are making that does not bring glory to God is not the Holy Spirit. So don't say, my God feeling, one thing is telling me. If it doesn't bring glory to God. So, when you are making decisions, it should be, is it a decision to please myself? to please my flesh or is this a decision that will please God because the, the way we are mind, your mind plays funny things on you, you will have a dream, you wake up and say you have a revelation, no it should be is this thing bringing glory to God or is this thing about my flesh it's a, it's a personal decision like I said Joshua said, you can choose oh, but as for me and my house we serve the Lord so following the way of God is a personal decision. So, your decisions, the decisions you make, reflect on the state of your mind. Like as Jesus said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. So, a quick question to ask before taking a decision is this. Do I choose to please myself or do I choose to please God? Let's look at Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be ye... Do not be conformed to this world. Do not allow these senses of the world rule you. Do not go after their own way, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The original Greek translation here says, be transformed by the reconciliation of your mind. In accounting, reconciliation is when you are trying to make one account look like the other. Hallelujah. So be transformed by the reconciliation of your mind, where the whole, your, your mind and the spirit are saying the same things. Hallelujah. And it's a, it's a continuous process. Be it transformed by the renewing. It's not just getting, getting out of church today. The word was powerful. I'm renewed and you're gone. That, you know, it's a constant, it's a constant occurrence. Be it transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the reconciliation of your mind. Let, let, let's go to Genesis chapter 3. Let me point out something. 
Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you should not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Go back to verse 1. Has God really said, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of everything of the garden? This is not what God said. So I, when, I was, when I saw this, I told myself, the devil was the first person to preach what was not the gospel. Because he was the first person to say what God did not say. So he's the, truly, truly, he's the originator of everything bad. So the first person to do bad thing in the Bible is the devil. He's the first person to say what God did not say. So, please, when you are hearing something that you know is not the gospel, feel free to say, get thee behind me. Hallelujah. And listen to that's why look you have to know the word of God for yourself I, uh, I, I, I thought one time I said the reason why the devil probably came to meet Eve first is because she wasn't the first hearer and and I look and, and I looked at it and he said go to verse 2 and the woman said to the serpent we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden But of the, of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. She didn't even know where it was. Because the instruction was of the tree of what? Knowledge of good and evil. So she could have said that we are going to eat of every tree but of the tree of the knowledge. She just said the one in the middle. Just like me saying, um, Pastor Paul, come and sit on this chair. And then he said, they say you should sit on one of the chairs in the front. It's good to know the word for yourself. Hallelujah. Know the word for yourself. She didn't even know. She just said the one that is in the middle. So it could have been anyone. Hallelujah. Continue. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Is this the first time she was seeing it? So how come is now she saw it? Hmm? Because this is how the devil likes to amplify, amplify things. Something that I, I said this before that um, there are sometimes, guys, there are sometimes there's this sister in church nobody is talking to. But the moment one brother approaches, the girl just transforms and every guy wants to talk. How many brothers, do you know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, the tree was there all along, but until she heard the wrong thing, that's when she knew, she saw that, oh, this thing was good for food. So at this point, this is where I said, they, they opened a gateway for the senses to take over. She was not looking with her spiritual self. She was looking with her senses. And he says, so when the woman saw, I'm sure she must, have seen, she must have seen it before or she must have passed it before or something. But at this point is when she saw. This was the point where the senses became opened and took control over. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the water, to the eyes, another sense, it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree desirable to make one wise. She decided to be wise by her own work. Do not, 
Hallelujah. And in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. But this, at this point, she wasn't acknowledging who God is. This was the point where, am I going to trust what God said or am I going to trust what I'm seeing? So, am I going to rely on the word of God or am I going to rely on what my senses are telling me? In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. The Greek word said, do not recline on your own understanding. Do not rest on your own understanding. But here, she wanted to make herself wise by her own handwork, not relying on what God has said. Genesis chapter 3. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took off the fruit and ate. She also gave it to her husband with her, and he ate. The emphasis here is that she opened a gateway to senses to take over the spirit and as soon as man fell this body assumed control over who we are amen that's why the bible also say there's a way that seems right to a man but the end thereof is destruction we've said this is a verse that we've said over and over again in this series of um decision like trust in the lord with all your heart lean on on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. I'll make an emphasis here. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. Whenever we allow our senses take control, whenever we allow these physical senses take the wheel, it, it ends in destruction. Because it's, it's like trying to use the TV remote, to, the um, AC remote to control the TV, it will not work. They are not in, they are not, they are not made for each other. And so, um, physical decisions are not meant for the things of the spirit. Hallelujah. You use, the God is spirit and they that worship him was worshiping him in spirit and in truth. Romans 1, 22. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Eve wanted to be wise and it led it ended up as a foolish decision. It's not like decisions that we make that is later we realize this one was immediate. God doesn't have time. He doesn't have to. He's not here for that. Hallelujah. He's not, he's not, this one was immediate. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four. Let's continue. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie? The truth of the, the truth of the word was, "Do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because you will die." And as a logical person, you start thinking, well, as soon as you open that gateway, that if God is holy. God knows between good and evil, yet he is holy. So why is God telling me that if I take this thing, I will die? Why hasn't God died? I'm sure that's what you must have been, what, that's what you must have been thinking. And that's why you cannot, see, you cannot rely on your, your logic. It's not, it's not the way of God. You cannot rely, because let's look at it. Um, don't eat this thing because you will die, but Baba, you are still alive. But you know good and evil, you are holy. So it's, it's a logical thing when he says that um, you will not surely die, but you will be like God, knowing between good and evil, which was the, the fact, but it was not the truth. The truth is what the word of God says. Hallelujah. 
who exchanged the truth of the God for the lie and worshipped and served the creator rather than the creator. Eve, trying to follow her own logic, ended up making a foolish decision because she was trying to use the senses of the physical to control the things of the spirit. But we have already established that life is spiritual. But the reason why... For some of us, our life is the way it is because we have not come to that point of acknowledging Him in all our ways. There are some ways, and that's why the way the church is now, people have become very transactional with God. Um, is when you want that promotion in the office, you want to seclude yourself to a solitary place to go and seek the face of the Lord. It's, it has become a transaction. I'm going to give God this so I can get this. But when it comes to a time of whether you should go to that brother's house or not, now nah, I'm going, I'm going, big TV, Netflix and chill. You, that's not, that's, that's not, nah, no, 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 no. Let's leave the things of the Spirit for the Spirit. Let's leave it. But no, it says in all your ways, in all, all is all. There's, I don't, it's like... You know some kind of the definition, when they say define biology, and say biology is made up of two words, bio and logic. And when they come together, they form biology. So I, I, there's no way to describe all. All is, is all. So in all your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him. But we haven't come to that place where we are acknowledging God in our ways. We have some decisions we want to make by ourselves. There are some decisions you are waiting to pray and fast to know what to do. But no matter, even I say, even for the mundane things, seek the face of God. Seek the will of God. Making decisions, like I said, should be made in the knowledge of the sovereignty of God. So, no, no matter what it is, if you want to pick a dress, you can't say, ah, which one, which one do I choose? See, you will always get an answer. That's the funny thing. You will always, always get an answer. It's not, you won't say, ah, God, which one do I choose? And you hear one voice saying, I beg, I beg, I beg. Souls are perishing. You're asking me for which. No, 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 no time for that. Let's go and evangelize. Then I can't, no, no. You will get answers for even, for even the mundane things. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Let's look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's as simple. Let no one sway you from the simplicity that is in Christ. It's that simple. Walk in the spirit. So if you find yourself going after the things that are physical, you haven't come to the place of walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit is acknowledging him in all your ways. Hallelujah. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the desire or the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lost against the spirit. Let's, look, let's do the New Living Translation. For the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desire that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. The two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Point out something here. Your original intention is good. Because you are like the spirit that you were created after. God is good. So the natural thing you should want to do is good. So the reason why you are not doing what you are meant to do is because the two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intention. So if you are, my brother, if you are doing a bad thing as a believer, it's because you just want to do it. 
Bible says, if um, ask and it shall be given, seek and shall find, knock and the door will be opened unto you. If one of you, if your son asks for um, bread, will you give him stone? Or if he asks for fish, will you give him a serpent? And I said, if ye being evil, know how to go, do good things, how much more will your Father in heaven give you good things? Because God is love. The only thing he can express is love. God is good. The only thing he can express is good. And the regenerated man created after God is good. So your natural desire should be to, be to do good things. The natural decision should be to make good decisions. But because we are still allowing this suit to show, to show itself, to know that, oh, I am here, I am here. The two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, not when you let the Spirit direct things. That's why I said it's a, it's a personal decision to hand it over to God. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under the obligation to the law of Moses. When you are directed by the Spirit, when you allow the Spirit make the decisions, when you are just there in the back seat and the Holy Spirit is doing His thing, when you are directed by the Spirit, you are, not, you are not under the obligation to the law of Moses. If you are not under the obligation to the law of Moses, you are also not under the causes of the law of Moses. So things relating to the old life cannot affect you. But you have to come to that place where you are directed by the Spirit. Hallelujah. How many of us are making that decision to allow the Spirit take charge? Tell your neighbor, say, from today, I'm allowing the Spirit take charge. When you are directed, not when you let the Spirit direct you, but some of us have, like the Spirit in us is, is latent. It's there. It's ready, it's ready to go. But you are still giving the, you are still giving the flesh the, the authority, the right to do what it wants to do. How many of us have seen those um, dog races? Where the dogs are in the cage, they are getting charged. They just want to open the gate, let them start running. Or you see a dog, they are holding it by the chain. And he, just, he just wants to attack. That's how the, the spirit is there. It's not, it's not like um, there's junior who, when you receive, um, when you become born again, your spirit is a baby. Then it will grow and go to primary one. First go to kindergarten, then it becomes, then until it gets to the full Holy Spirit. No, the Spirit is there. The power is there. It's it's ready. Just allow me. Allow me. Allow me to take control. It wants to. But we have come to the place where the Holy Spirit is. We have rendered it quiet. um, Paul warned against quenching the Spirit because it's it's fire. It wants to. Pastor talked about fanning to flame. It is is ready to go. But we have not we have not come to that place yet. We still want to. You will see some people. Ah, God should not come now. I want to do this. 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 Or some will deliberately plan. Ah, that no. I will become serious with God after university. University, ah, no, 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 no time for that. I'm coming to Abuja. Wait first. God should give me like two years in this town first. Let me show myself. Let, let, I will say, let me show my. Let me make it. Then when I make it, I will now go to church. It's not. It's not about that conversation. The Lord Spirit wants to be in control all the time. Hallelujah. We should fan to flame. And the only way you can do this is by the word and by prayer. 
if you want to fan to flame, I'm not saying fan to flame so that the spirit is getting bigger. No. If you want, if you want to always let it be in charge, it's by the word and by prayer. For those that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So it's, there's, no, there's no anomaly. If you are a son of God, if you are a daughter of God, if you are a child of God, you should be led by the spirit. Because that is when you are... It's not, you're not... Um, you're not a you're not a new creature because you you gave your life. Like I say, you don't know what is your life in the first place. But the the difference is when you are led by the Spirit. That's when you are the, you are a child of God. You are a son of God. Hallelujah. Let's look at Second Timothy chapter three. The only way you can allow the Spirit take charge is by the Word and by prayer. 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for um, correction, for instruction in righteousness. Let's do New Living Translation. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right your natural state is to do what is good so if you want the help from god to do what is good you need to pay attention to the word of god because it says it teaches you to do what is right 17 God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. This is the same work that he has prepared for you long time ago. So you need to give attention to the word. You need to give attention to prayers. That's, the, that's, that's how you give, um, you, you fan to flame, you give that, that will for the spirit to take over. Because every time you are about to make a decision... You will not, if it's contrary to the word of God, you know that's the wrong decision. If you, if you come to the place of prayer, the Holy Spirit will show you pictures and you know what to do. So, to allow the Holy Spirit to take charge, you need to give yourself to the word and you need to give yourself to prayer. Um, Psalm 109 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Your feet is what takes you from one place to another. Is what takes you one step to another. Is what gives you direction. But it did not say, my eyes are the light for my feet. It said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Whatever the word is that can direct your path, can direct your feet as well. Hallelujah. Pay attention to the word. The word is a lamp unto my feet. If you want to know what to do, if you want to know the next step to make, go to the word. If you want to know the right decision to make, go to the word. Hallelujah. Let's look at Romans chapter 15 verse 4. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures gives us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promise to be fulfilled, for that expected end to be fulfilled, for that end that you deserve to be fulfilled. The scripture is there to guide you. The scripture is there to correct you. And um, the Bible, look, the, the word of God is not this message. How, do you, do you, are you with me? 
The word of God, don't say um, he came and gave us the word of God. The word of God is, is, there, is for you there in the Bible. It's a collection of God's word. So, it's not, the, the word of God is not, it is there. It's, it's available for you. And Habakkuk 2 verse 2 says, write the vision, make it plain, so that those who read it will run with it. So, those who read the word of, when you read the word of God, they are expected to run with it. They are not expected to read and say, this one is, no, 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 no. Let this one wait first. Let me do something else. If you read it, run with it. That's the way, that's the way you can live an awesome life. By running, the, the, the vision for your life is contained in the word of God. If you want to know what to do, if you want to know where you go, it is contained in the word of God. That is why it is written. So that you can read and run with it. So it should be your favorite book. If you want to know, where do I submit my CV today? I don't know how, I don't know how but somehow you will see it. You will know. The vision for your life is contained in the word of God. It should be, your, it should be what you want to always hear. Hallelujah. Let's, let's stay with the word. Tell, tell your neighbor, I'm staying with the word. I'm staying with the word. Um, let's, look, let's look at um, John chapter 17, verse 16. Um, I think, as Phil said it uh, last week, that we know that um, salvation is in three phases. We have been saved. That's the justification part. That's taken care of. That, that, that's done with. Then we are being saved, which is the sanctification process. This is the, let me say, this is the fit process. This is the, the, the renewing of the mind process. That's the sanctification process. And then we will be saved. That's glorification. Are you with me? Now, in, as we are, we are in the sanctification process. And John 17, 16 says, They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by the truth. Teach them your word, which is the truth. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Teach them your word, which is the truth. The word of God is the truth that you need to live an everyday life. What helps you during this sanctification process is the word of God. Hallelujah. And the second thing I said is by prayers. And... I don't, I, I was looking, I said what, what, the truth is the whole, the Bible everywhere is littered with instructions to pray. You don't need any extra motivation to, to pray. Even Jesus, even Jesus himself, because his spirit, when he wanted to come into this world to interact, he had to get a, a suit and he prayed. So if Jesus my, can, can pray, my brother, who are you not to pray? Jesus always took out, it's, it's, it's all over. After he did this, he went to pray. Uh, the disciples were gisting, they were laughing. He went to pray. So who, please, if the Jesus, the blood that I are using today, if he could pray, what is your problem? Are you, are you, more, than, are you more than Jesus? If he, Jesus took out time to pray, because he was in this form, but he was not of this form. So he needed to allow, allow his spirit take control and he always took out time to pray so you there's no there, i'm not going to start saying oh read this one read this one read this one it's everywhere pray without ceasing building up yourself in holy faith praying in the holy ghost pray 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 there's no there i'm not emphasizing on this one the, the instruction just my brother just pray pray without ceasing continue to pray no when you remember pray when you don't feel like it pray the only way to encourage yourself to pray is to pray so just pray it just kai 
when you don't feel like it, as soon as you wake up, you're lying down. There are many times have you like it happened today. After I prayed, I said, God, take charge of service today. I'm like, man of God, just rest your eyes small so you have enough energy. My brother, I woke up. I was supposed to be in church by four. I woke up a few. Thank God, thank God for Peter. I was praying and then I slept off. And it happens when you wake up, just start speaking. You will fall asleep. But so, it happens to me somehow. You wake up remembering you were praying. And then you continue. Continue like that. My brother, if you want to sleep, sleep. And for those, there was a time we were coming from church. We had a very long meeting. And then we, after church, Pastor took us to another meeting. And then when we were driving, my brother, I slept off. And then I climbed this bump along this um, central mosque. I just went, boom, very fast. Nat, Nat was there. And, and in fact, so when he saw the way I went over that bump, he knew I was sleeping. And think jolted me up. It's enough to keep you awake, but I slept again. <laughs> See, God gives his beloved sleep. Mm, sound sleep. Mm. So if you are praying and you want to sleep, don't wake up and say, Ah, Jesus, help me, please. Sleep. Wake up. Continue. If you want to sleep, sleep. When you wake up, continue. Pray without ceasing. Hallelujah. There's no other instruction to give there. Pray. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Never stop praying. So, if I didn't preach anything, look at that. Tell me what I want to emphasize on this scripture. There's the truth. There's nothing to emphasize. There's no coincide here. There's nothing to say. We see what the scripture is trying to say is that when you never use and use no no never stop praying. That's the that's the instruction. There's nothing more. Never stop praying. No, there's no no pastor will come and tell you the hidden. No, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing hidden there. It's there. Never stop praying. The simplicity of the gospel. Never stop praying. There's, 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 no, there's, there's no coincidence here. Let's look at 18. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. So God's will for you who belong is to pray and give thanks. That's never stop, never stop praying. I, it, I saw this, was like I'm not, I hadn't seen it before. Never stop praying. Hallelujah. Let's look at Luke chapter 5. From verse 12. Um, in one of the villages, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. Sometimes this New Living Translation. When the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground, begging God to be healed. Lord, he said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Let's, let's go fast. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Um, now, Jesus just healed a man with advanced case of leprosy. If it's some of us, ah, we have open church. Ah, God, you mistakenly open one blind man's eyes and we say, Halaba, shatala, brother. You are going, ah, no, 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 it's church, it's church. Revival. You are going to start, you are going to start a revival straight away. But then Jesus instructed him not to go and tell anyone, go to the priest, blah, 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 blah. There's, um, and before this, Jesus had just filled another um, Peter's boat with fish and, and all of that. So this is one miracle and this is another one. Um, 15. But despite Jesus' uh, instructions, the report of his power spread even faster and vast crowds came to hear him preach to be healed of their diseases. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayers. Now, this is after he just performed the miracle. But after that, he withdrew himself 
for pray, he withdrew himself for prayers. He didn't say, "Okay, bring all those who are he he, um, he would do all those who are sick and heavy laden. Let me let me let me show them. Let me show." No, immediately, immediately after, he says the the his the word about him started spreading, and that's what that's what the that's what the natural man wants. He wants that recognition. The, the Instagram people, they will you will post a picture, one like, you will go back three. You'll be, you'll be looking at it because that's the natural desire. You want to see how many likes. You want to see how many views. It's the, it's the natural desire for self-gratification. But what did Jesus do? The ultimate example. Please, if Jesus can't do this thing, what is your problem? He, he, immediately after that, he went to pray. He didn't say, this is the time to announce myself. I have come. No, no, no. But he took out time. Even now, the ministry of... Um, even now, the ministry, I wrote this down, that even now, the ministry of Christ and the Holy Spirit is that of prayers. If you have time, look at um, Romans chapter 8, 26 to 34. The Bible gives many accounts of Jesus praying. So, I would end by saying, look, life is spiritual. If you want to take control of this world, life is Please, go back to, I saw that when I was reading just now. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 1. I want to show something. 20, 26, 26. Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like ourselves. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth, and all the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fishes in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the trees for food. And I have given you every green plant as food for all the wild animals. I'm sure we get, we know, we know this, right? So God created man, he blessed them, and then he said all these things. Be fruitful, we multiply, have dominion, replenish the earth. Now let's go to um, chapter 2 that we read. And you can start from 5, I think. Okay, the Lord God had not yet sent rain to the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Then the Lord God formed the man. God created man. The Lord God formed the man from the ground of the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils and the man became a living person. These two passages I just read, I want somebody to point out something. Something about influence. Who did God give instruction to dominate? Was it the created man or the formed man? Was it the created man or the formed man? And who are we now? You have no choice but to dominate. Because life is spirit, you are spirit. The instruction to dominate. So if you are trying to use your logic to bring about that domination, it will not happen. Because the domination was not given to your senses. It wasn't given to your body. It was given to the created man. And that is who we are. That is who, if you want to dominate, if you want to 
takeover sectors you have to exist in that reality of the created man because the instruction was not given to your senses it was given to your spirit hallelujah it was given to your spirit so if you want to take charge pray in the spirit if you want to take charge go into the word if you want to be who you are really meant to be assume that place of taking over it was given to the created man who is spirit life is spiritual your decision should be spiritual come on let's rise on our feet and enter our reality into the consciousness of our reality we are the created this concludes this message Thank you for listening and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.